Like it became very therapeutic for me. And all of a sudden I didn't feel so closed in. I didn't feel like I was in this lockdown. I felt like I could still escape from everything by writing, by, by creating these worlds and these characters. Hey, my name is Kelly Heil, and I'm here to show you that it's totally possible to do what you love while raising the ones you love. It took me far too long to figure out how to balance my new role of mom while overcoming mom guilt and still living my best creative life. Motherhood does not mean we have to throw who we used to be aside and stop making art or writing books. That's why I created this podcast. I want to inspire you to live intentionally. Whether you're a mom who gets up at 5 a.m. or a night owl who has another cup of coffee at midnight, we can do this. And I'm spotlighting women who are doing this. Grab a coffee, grab a notebook, get ready to change your life. This is the Moms Who Create Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Moms Who Create podcast. Merry Christmas! Happy Holidays! 2022 is quickly coming to an end, and I can't believe that today, Lynn Reese is the last mom that I'm interviewing this year for the podcast. Next week is technically still December the 26th, but it's it's like that week where you don't know what day it is, you don't know what time it is, you eat brownies for breakfast. I mean, you might always eat brownies for breakfast, but it's the week where you're like, oh, this this isn't normal. Look at me eating these brownies for breakfast. Ah, oh, what a crazy time of year. <laughs> I'm going to be spending some time with family, celebrating Christmas, and having a cozy week with my kids off school. There will still be a small special episode available next week. So don't worry. I got you. I'm still here. Today's story from Lynn is cool. She lives in Vegas and writes dark romance novels. Doesn't she seem like mysterious and extravagant? Well, she's here to tell us about her books and how deciding to write a novel helped her persevere through a tough season in her life. It really was her therapy. Lynn Reese lived in Illinois for most of her life until she moved to Las Vegas, Nevada in 2004. Lynn finished her master's degree and decided that she wanted to try for a new adventure. So she decided to take a stab at writing romance books. When she isn't writing, you can find her spending quality time with her family. If the kids are occupied or finally asleep for the night, she loves to read a good book and get lost in it. Don't we all? She also enjoys the daily struggle of trying to get her kids to try and eat different foods rather than chicken nuggets and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I love that. I love that she wrote that. Lynn Reese is an emerging author in the dark romance genre. You can find all of her books on Amazon, and I have all the links in the show notes. Enjoy today's episode. All right, let's just start talking about you. So you are an author and you're a mom, and I want to hear how everything kind of came about. Like, Were you a writer your whole life? Have you always been interested in writing? What was your journey? So go ahead and just dive into that for us. I was always a reader more than anything. Um, I did at one point, I, I majored in architecture. And at one point I was like, I am tired of staying up for days on end, working on these studio projects. I'm going to go into journalism. Uh, I got bored like about a week into that. I'm like, yeah, no, I need to go back to architecture. So I tried writing. It just wasn't, it just didn't fit for me at that time. But 
I read a lot. I've always been a reader. So, and I really thought one day I'll write a book. I didn't know what kind of book, but I was like, one day I'll write a book. And I just got the opportunity during the pandemic because I was furloughed for my job. If I back up a bit, I um, had a very traumatic complication with the birth of my daughter. It was supposed to be a routine C-section. I hemorrhaged. I don't remember most of the first day that she was born because of that, because I had lost so much blood. I was unconscious for a lot of that day. Obviously, from that stemmed a lot of postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. And I sought therapy to get some help for it eventually. It took me a few months, but I sought some help and I was getting better over time. I got better. Everything was seemed to be good. And then the pandemic hit mm. and it just, it, it, I, I went back down a steep decline yeah. because you get locked up. You don't have uh, things that I would use to kind of help make, you know, things better, being able to get out, talk to people, things like that. I couldn't do that anymore because we were all locked in. I remember sitting and that, and then I, at the same time I had gotten noticed that I was being furloughed from my job. So like out of that, right to it and I remember sitting there talking with my therapist I'm like I don't know what I'm gonna do I can't go to a karaoke bar because they're all closed I can't walk the strip because that's all closed and uh like I don't know what I'm gonna do what's one thing you wanted to do you know and I'm like I don't know (laughs) like I don't know I don't know (laughs) I remember her going well you're a creative person and I'm like yeah it could be and she said she goes you need some kind of creative output and I said, okay, well, I read, I read a lot. I, my phone was constantly, or my books, I had, like, I've read a ton. She goes, no, you need something to actually, like, get things off your chest. You need to do something to keep your mind occupied, keep keep going. She goes, what's one thing you always wanted to do? And that's why I was like, well, I always wanted to write a book. She goes, there you go. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, all right, whatever. I mean, you know, look, <laughs> I'm not going to write a book, but okay, that's a cute idea. And I, I sat on that for like probably a couple weeks, and eventually I was like, no, you know what? Maybe I'll try. I'll, I'll try. I'll see how it goes. I could really suck at it. Remember, remember college and the the, the one week in journalism, like, <laughs> like. I could really suck at it, but I loved it. I loved it. From the time I started writing, I just was like, this, yes, this. Oh, my God, this. Yes. It's like you discovered something you didn't realize you could do. Yeah. And it oddly was therapeutic. Like, it became very therapeutic for me. And all of a sudden, I didn't feel so closed in. I didn't feel like I was in this lockdown. I felt like I could still escape from everything by writing, by by creating these worlds and these characters. And I'll be honest, my first book, not the greatest, but it was, but it's my first book, but it was still an escape. It was still a learning experience and it gave me what I needed to help propel me into this land of indie authors, you know? Mm-hmm. It had to be really tough living in Las Vegas during the pandemic. I've been to Las Vegas once and it was for a long layover. So me and my girls were like, 
and my husband, we were like, okay, we have two hours before our flight. Let's just see if we can find a cab and just go down the strip because we've never done this before. And we did. And it was like, like it was during the daytime. I can only imagine what it's like at night. You like, would have had to stay at the airport. I'll tell you that. <laughs> probably, like way worse. I probably wouldn't have taken my little kids out there. Um, but to imagine none of that was being open and you like living in Las Vegas. What do you do? You probably really do feel almost more isolated than most people in cities because, you know, Las Vegas is just known for being, going out and doing things. So yeah. It would be extra hard too. Yeah. If you, if you ever look online, you can find pictures online of the strip just dead. Like there's no cars, there's no people. It is, it is the weirdest thing to see because normally when you go down the strip or when you're down there, the strip's packed. You have people walking everywhere and cars flying everywhere. Uh, I remember March of 2021. And this is right when they started like really opening things up to the point where like you could have restaurants at like 35% packed and you had limitations, but you could, they could let you out. I remember going on the strip. I had a friend come in from Orlando and we went on the strip and I, and I looked around and I'm like, it was packed. People were so tired of being locked in and not being able to go anywhere. They couldn't wait to get out. You couldn't get into a restaurant. It was literally a three to four hour wait to sit down to eat. Oh, wow. But it was like, which I always kind of laugh because I'm like, oh, we have to wait four hours, but we'll stand in line with everybody else because <laughs> it's just, there's nowhere to go. So I, I like, but it was, great to see people out and wanting to kind of get back into that. You know, um, my, my job depends on that outside because I work, I, I have a full-time job outside of being an author. So my job actually depends on the tourism in, in the um, uh, trade show industry, mm. no trade shows or tourists and, you know, mm. Vegas really just is a desert at that point. So yeah. So if you haven't heard, the Moms Who Create Journal is here. I am so excited to share this with you all. I've created this journal for you to fill with your project ideas, whether you're a writer, artist, entrepreneur, musician, or just a creative of any kind. If you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee that this journal is for you. With over 100 blank pages to plan your dreams, here's a space for your creativity to take flight. Go to momsucreate.com slash journal for more information. Available now on Amazon. You know what? That, that also, side note, that totally surprised me as we were like landing in Las Vegas. It's desert. Yeah. And then right plop in the middle of it. It's like this crazy night scene, Las Vegas that you see on TV, but you don't realize it's just this, like, it's like right just, in the middle of like nothing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I thought that was like, it was mind blowing to me. I was like, this is crazy. I mean, here's me taking a bunch of pictures out the window. Like nobody's going to believe it. <laughs> yeah. They actually have, they, not everybody lives on the strip. Oh my goodness. Like right. there's houses and stuff. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I've had friends come in from, uh, you know, they'll, they'll come and visit. Uh, they've never been to Vegas before. I'm originally from Illinois. So uh, I have friends that have come in from you know, Illinois and they'll, they'll come in and be like, wait, so where do you live on the strip? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I actually live off the strip. There's like a whole world out there outside of the strip. Oh, Just say Caesar's Palace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I say the Bellagio. <laughs> high end. I want high end. <laughs> now you write, would you say dark romances? Yeah, I have a couple sweet ones in there. Um, I really, at first I didn't, I wasn't picking a side. I'll put it that way. Like I wasn't just sweet and cute and all that. And then, you know, or maybe just completely all dark. It was, I kind of just wrote what I felt. However, oddly, well, not oddly enough, probably because it just suits me, but I just feel more at home writing the darker stuff. Like I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just feel just, it, it works for me. And um, I feel like I have a lot more room to take my characters into darker, deeper places. And, and uh, like when I, <laughs> when I wrote uh, From the Ashes, I remember going, oh, I, I remember talking to some of my author friends and I'm like, my poor character. I am just, the stuff I am doing to her. Oh, good God. Like I'm just, I don't know how she's going to survive this. I mean, I have to write it, but I don't know how she's going to survive this. Like, you know. <laughs> I hear that from so many writers. It's so funny because you're the one writing it. But yeah, oh, yeah. it's like you take an identity in your characters too. So as you're writing it, you're also kind of living it. So yes. it's it's so interesting. It's so interesting. I, I put a lot of things I see around me, people I experience uh, in my book, Safe With Me. Riker is actually based off of a friend of a friend. Hmm. So like I, I, he was my muse for, for, for character. I use that a lot. Uh, Phoenix in my Darkwood series. Anyone who knows me will, can literally hear me in that book because it's just the way some of her, her just her isms, her Phoenix isms are just they're parts of me, you know? So yeah, we get attached to these characters and we, we, they're from people or things, you know, we, we've seen or experienced or people we know. And it just becomes, it's, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this because we feel guilty about it. Cause we're like, well, I wouldn't do that in real life, but man, I put my character through the ringer on this one. Like, it's just... So that's where a lot of people find an escape too. Like you did during the pandemic because you could just yes. live in this world and there was no restrictions. So if you're listening to this episode on the day of its release, tomorrow Lent's book comes out so buy yes. it make sure you buy it <laughs> yes yes you have to read the first one but then yes definitely go buy the, the next one yeah. <laughs> from the ashes is the first book in the series that was released back in august and from the darkness is what comes out on the 20th uh it's the second book in the series and then uh the darkwood series and that from the flames will be out next year sometime within the first half of the year I still have to finish writing that. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. What a cool like series. I like the titles. You can tell. Thank you. Thank too. you. It's my first series ever. And I have to be honest, like writing a series was, I was like, oh, I'm going to write a series. And then I started writing a series and I'm like, why am I writing a series? Like, <laughs> it's just a lot to undertake. And it was like, okay, but I got this. I got this. It's, it's a dark romance bully uh, academy series. It deals with Phoenix, who has, I mean, she's been given a really crappy hand in life. She gets sent away after her, uh, both her mother and her father pass away. Uh, she gets sent to the Darkwood Academy, where she meets the wonderful Daxon, uh, Mason, and Colton. And it's so I choose. <laughs> because why not? And it kind of follows her through being bullied and, and, uh, 
there's so many, like, I can't give a lot away because there's so many twists and turns in this. And I, I, I will tell you, I had, <laughs> I got messages from readers. Like I, I wanted to throw my candle at the end. Like <laughs> what, why did you do that? I need the next book now. And then um, a lot of them joined my arc team for the second book. And I got the same response. Oh my God, I wanted to throw my kid again. What did you do? Like, look, I will absolutely, I will tell anyone right now, if I write a series and it's a continuation series, I promise you every book will have a cliffhanger except the last one. Like, that's just how I'm going to write. And like, I know that drives some people crazy. Like, it's uh, like it's really funny. My, um, my cover designer, KB, she has the book, but she won't read it until all of them are out. She goes, I just I can't deal with the cliffhangers. I can't, I can't deal with the cliffhangers. So she's like, I just need to have all of them so I can just read them all at once. I don't know, like t- describing your series is like trying to write your your blurbs. Like <laughs> it's really hard. It. Yeah. We can just leave it at that. It sounds good. I want to read it now. So we'll it's dark. Down. I just fair warning, it is dark. Um, I actually I actually had a reviewer that was like, This is brutal. This isn't dark, this is brutal. I'm like, yeah, it's dark. Um, I don't hold back. I am going to test the limits with a lot of things and it's fiction. Like you have to remember at the end of the day, it is a hundred percent fiction. So there are going to be things that you'll be like, but why? It's like, because it's fiction. Mm-hmm. I try to have a lot of realism in a lot of my stuff and how things are handled. And, you know, with the second book, there's some instances where um, I had to do some research and my editor had to do some research and like we had to make sure certain things made sense logistically mm-hmm. uh, because while it's fiction, I still do like to have a little bit of realism behind it. And again, congratulations on your book coming out. Thank you. The episode comes out this week. So, yes, yes. I mean, I did a horrible job of selling it, but I'm not a salesperson and um, read the blurb because I worked really hard on those. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably harder to write a blurb about the entire book or series than writing it all because you have to just sum it up. And well, I did these a little differently than I've done normal blurbs. So what I did with these blurbs was I wrote them as letters. Ooh, that's neat. Yeah, so I wrote them as a letter, and in each blurb is a different letter that she's writing. It kind of gives you an idea of what it's about, like so. Yeah, it's I because I was like, I don't I don't know how to how do I summarize this? Like, you know, yeah. um and throughout the books, letters are are a thing and, and they come up every now and then in the I'm like, you know what? Uh, what if she just writes a letter? You know, That's I mean cool. it's creative. Thinking about it, um, we deal with trauma in different ways. And I dealt with my trauma of what happened after the birth of my daughter by writing, right? Um and karaoke bars when they were open. But when they weren't open because of the pandemic, I dealt with it by writing. That kind of kind of how I wanted her to deal with some things. And she she deals with that in in certain ways with the writing in in from the ashes and from the darkness. So I, I remember my therapist telling me, she's like, You're you actually listened to me. She's like, when I when I graduated, she told me I graduated. She goes, you're one of my only clients that actually listened to me. And she goes, not only did you write, because she goes, I don't know how, I don't know, I tell people all the time to write. She goes, not only did you write, but you published it. She's like, you published your writing. And then when I was thinking about the blurb, I'm like, okay, maybe that makes sense to do it as like a form of writing, a form of therapy. So that's kind of where that blurb came from. 
So I would ask you, how do you find the balance of writing and being a mom? But I think I know the answer to that. I think writing is your therapy. Writing is how you balance your life in all aspects. Am I right? I feel like I'm right. A hundred percent on the nail. If writing is my therapy, writing is my escape, writing is my, okay, this is how I'm going to calm down. You know, this is how I'm going to, you know, tire my brain out for the day and get my thoughts on paper and bring everything down for the like, calm. This is how I calm myself. And it's evident because when I don't write, my brain's going a thousand miles a minute. Yeah. Um, I struggle sometimes with sleeping. I real bad insomnia, which stems from everything that happened. And writing is my, is my, my calm spot, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I do it with, when the kids are in bed on the weekends, I would love to be a full-time writer. And I, I think I even mentioned one day, like, I had people begging for the book and begging for the book. And I'm like, you guys, I don't do this. Full- I would love to do this full-time. Have you and everybody's mom buy my books? And maybe I could do this full-time, but <laughs> I can't do this full-time. I work full-time. And though, to be honest, though, I don't know if I'd want to do it full-time. Like, I think I have a good balance. I think I have that balance between, because I do love my job. I love what I do. I've been doing it for 13 years, you know. But my writing is my piece. Uh, I was recently at the 20 Books to 50K convention, which was absolutely amazing. Oh, that was Out here in Vegas. It was was great. And uh, Craig and all them put on an amazing convention. And I learned so much. And it was so amazing to see all these authors and writers and just everybody from the industry get together and share. Share what made them come into this author world and what makes them write and all that. But, you know, there was a lot of stories where that's what they wanted to do for everything. That they just wanted to write 24 seven. I don't know if I'd want to do that. I love it as my kind of my piece, my just. Your escape. I do this. Yeah. 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 I don't know if I'd want to do it to where it's, I have to do it every day, all day, you know? Yeah. Uh, would I love to have been able to pump all three books out as fast as that possible? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because as much as everybody wants the, the next book and the next book and the next book, I would love to have been able to just, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it is my escape. It is my, it's, it's my downtime. If I was to give any advice to any mom, start small. Don't go in there. I'm going to write a 12 book series because by the end of book one, you'll be like, oh my God, what did I do? Mm-hmm. I, I I knew from the ashes, I knew Phoenix, I knew the three main characters, the, the, the guys. I had them written out when I first started, but I didn't want to tackle the series first. Because first of all, I wanted to see if I was any good. I wanted to see if I enjoyed it. I wanted to see if it brought me any peace. So my advice is, if you want to write, write. But don't go in all in. Start small. See how it works. Build yourself a base, you know, get, get an editor, get a cover designer, read the, the, the genre you're going to write in. That's a big thing. Read the genre you're going to write in and start, go ahead and start, but don't do it to the point where you're going to end up hating it. You know, like, all right, this is it. I'm going in and it's 12 book series and uh, I'm not coming out till they're all done. And then you just, you don't find any joy in it. I mean, if you're going to find joy, find, great. Find, find the peace in it. Find the peace in it. Find that way you can kind of clear your head at the end of the day. Um, get those words out when you're clear. Because look, I've tried to write when I'm stressed. 
that does not work. <laughs> the words do not come as easy when I'm stressed as they do when I have that kind of that little inner peace. And I'm like, okay, I can write, you know, like I haven't written in probably like two weeks because I've been so stressed about the release of darkness. So like, you know, like there, you're going to have those moments and it's just going to be, just take it slow, take it slow, find your group, find, find those authors who support you, find that, that group that you can go to and learn from. I've got very lucky that I found an amazing group of authors, Uh, Monique Edenwood, Amara Ray, Nikki Harris, uh, just Erin McLucky, it, it just, all of that, like I have found these girls just, they lift you up. Uh, so find that first, find that, start small, learn, and then go all in if you need to. It's what you don't hear often. You know, it's like, oh, if you want to do this, dive in, go head first, give it all. You can do that still by starting small. So you yeah. don't get overwhelmed. You don't put pressure on yourself and you don't get right. burned out your first three. Right. Yes. So, so where can they go to find you online, connect with you online and buy your books and uh, read more about you? Where can they find you online? I am on all the socials <laughs> as much as I just, they drive me crazy only because like, it's, I will tell you trying to manage all the social media apps. That is the crazy part. I love getting messages from, from readers. So um you can find me. I'm usually on Instagram is where I'm at a lot. Uh, Facebook. Uh, but I have, I have them all over. Um, and you can find me and reach out to me there. Uh, I have a website, but it is going to be uh, redesigned here soon. So I haven't really kind of messed with it because I'm working with someone to redesign it. Um, my books are all on Amazon. Uh, you'll find them on the Kindle Unlimited, except for the first one. I believe that's still not on Kindle Unlimited, only because I have that as uh, if you sign up for my newsletter, actually, you get that one for free. You get what led me to you for free. Oh, nice. So, um, but, you know, reach out to me. I, one thing that I absolutely totally recommend is uh, if you question, Amazon's been kind of funky lately with the trigger warnings on books mm-hmm. and, you know, which trigger warnings you can put on a book. Um, I, I like to be open and honest with my readers. Uh, but at the same time, like, I don't want my books banned off of Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I do cover some dark stuff. Yeah. If you are ever, and, and to any of my readers, if you are ever concerned about what maybe trigger warnings are in my book and obviously I can't put them on Amazon, reach out to me. Hit me up on hit me up on Instagram or Facebook and be like, hey, Lynn, uh, what what should I be what should I look out for in this book? And I'll send you the list. I'll send you the list of of the of the trigger warnings. I'll send that list of the trigger warnings. Um, it's also in the first page of the book. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah, I'm even on that new hive thing like that. I still haven't even figured out that I haven't been able to access in two weeks because apparently they've been shut down. But Oh I'm on that hive. I've seen that, but I didn't know what it was. And I'm like, the last thing I need is another social media platform. I like joined Twitter finally. And I was like, am I too late? I feel like I'm too late. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me today, talking about your kind of like your journey to becoming an author and about your books and all the details on everything and your advice to moms. Start small, start slow. 
if you're meant to just dive in hard and fast and you'll you know, go, you'll know it. And you, you, I think you'll find your own pace, whether it, it is starting slow or just, you know, going fast. It's, it's easy to get overwhelmed, especially as an indie author, because we, you wear so many hats as an indie author, you're marketing, you're, you're doing your, your groups, your teams, your Facebooks, your Instagrams, your, your writing on top of everything. And, you know, it's a lot, it's overwhelming. And so if you start slow and small, it helps you build the teams you need to and find that support in the people around you that are, that are doing this wild journey with you. Remember, it's not a competition, right? We're all here to help each other. Like I love helping out new indie authors and making friends with them and helping them find kind of their, their path, right? We're all on different paths, but we all have the same goal to write these amazing books. So, uh, you know, yes, start small. And I'm always, always available if somebody ever wants to reach out for me, to me for advice, like 100% reach out to me. I'd be glad to help out and, and give what I can. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. I sound like Xander. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to leave this in because that's kind of funny. And it's at the end of the episode. Anyway, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I hope you have a wonderful holiday. You guys are awesome. I'll see you next week.